Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? Welcome to ID Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. On today's show, we're mixing it up a little bit, and it was an interesting show with Megan Murray. And Megan is a senior content strategist and editor-in-chief at Zeusk.com or the Zeus dating app. And she has a lot of great insight and information on dating in the modern world. And we talk about the pitfalls to avoid and how to navigate online dating in the best way possible and talk about some of the things that are all data backed. It was really interesting. They have 40 million users. That is just insane. And then she just said that Tinder just came out and they are the number one grossing app in the world out of all apps. You know, you got your Candy Crush, your, your uh, <laughs> what other popular apps, whatever. There's so she, many. They're crushing it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tinder is crushing it. Candy Crush. But that's so many people. It's insane. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. And I, I can't only imagine the data that they have on all of our dating tendencies. I mean, not you yeah. and I, obviously, because we were married or we were together before dating, online dating really came about. But I mean, they really have to know a lot of information when it comes to, you know, our all of most of our listeners, uh, they're what they're doing when they're dating online. Yeah, Sarah, you're making us seem old. We, we, <laughs> we are had not on, old. They had online dating when we met. Yeah. It just was certainly not as prevalent in the apps. I mean, there was the Match.coms and, and, and a few others, but nothing like it is today. And it, it's almost every every year there's a new one. And, and it's really great. And it has a lot of implications for relationships in the modern age, for meeting new people. And if you're in a relationship, it's going to have an impact on you. So Megan talks about some different things to to look for when you're online dating and also what you want to be doing when you're setting up your profile is really important. One of the ones that I think we both really liked was to remove the filters. A lot of times people are putting up filters where you can filter out certain people with based on their likes or dislikes or, or things in their profile. And the reason she says that is sometimes we might not know what we want. And Sarah and I, I know me especially, I was not looking for the girl that that I thought, the girl that I thought I wanted was not what Sarah was. And basically, I thought I wanted, and I've talked about this before and I talked about it in the show, but I thought I wanted a very particular kind of girl that was into the same hobbies, water sports, surfing, kiteboarding that I was. And it turns out I'm so glad that I didn't find that girl, that I found Sarah. And just having talked to friends that are dating girls or have a wife, they're like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. You know, there's things that you don't think about when you, you think you want one thing, but the reality is is something else might be better for you. So remove those filters. By removing those filters in Chase and I's situation, I'm now into surfing because I've, I've broadened my um, ideas and or broadened the things that I want to try. And now you're more into show tunes, aren't you? show tunes yeah yeah almost yeah sarah has a theater background and she hasn't quite converted me on the show tunes but but i'm getting there yeah but but yeah i i would i might have put that as a filter i do not want a girlfriend who likes broadway shows little do you know and uh, (laughs) that's probably the only one i know but yeah and we would have never met because i would have blocked her on my on my profile right Yeah. And Megan has given us so many great tips. We've actually compiled it all into a cheat sheet for you guys. So if you uh, are hearing after you've listened to this podcast and you can't remember all the tips and you want to know what they are and and implement them into your dating profile, you can head over to our website at idopodcast.com forward slash 112 download. And you can automatically get that cheat sheet to implement it into your dating life. And again, that's idpodcast.com forward slash 112 download. I'm going to go there. Takes you directly to the cheat sheet. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Sarah's putting that together for you guys. I know when I listen to podcasts, I'm usually running, paddling, driving, all all situations where I can't write things down. And as always, we'll have the link in the show notes page um, and in the podcast description. So yeah, good stuff. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope you find today's episode valuable. Continue leaving us those five-star reviews and feedback. We really appreciate it. It's awesome to hear the success stories uh, from our listeners when they send us messages. We, we, we love you guys and appreciate you guys listening. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on a path to a happier life. For $30 off your first month, visit Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. Hi, 
Megan. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Hi, how are you guys? We're doing great. And we've given our listeners a little overview about your work. And uh, it's pretty exciting stuff and different than, I guess, our typical guests. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationship? Sure. Yeah. Like you said, I'm a little bit different than your usual guest. I was listening to some of your other stuff earlier and I'm like, oh, this will be fun. I work at the online dating site and app Zoosk, um, and I kind of do two things there. I work on the product itself, so I work with the product design team, and it's kind of fun. I get to go be behind the scenes and really learn about, like, how the app works and how people interact with each other on the app. And then the other thing I do is I also manage our dating and relationship advice website. I'm the editor-in-chief there. It's called The Date Mix, so I work with a lot of different people and kind of like you guys where you get to talk to lots of dating experts out there and relationship experts and psychologists and and authors and kind of get their point of view on what the best way to have a build a good relationship is. So it's pretty fun. (laughs) Well, I think today's topic and just your field in general is, is super relevant and timely. Obviously, there's more and more people meeting each other online. I'm sure you have some specific numbers. It's funny because Sarah and I been together, what, almost nine years now? So we we met before, probably before you guys started with Zeusk and a lot of online dating was was not nearly what it is today with all the apps and, and everything in between. So we're going to talk about online dating and, and just dating in general and zero in and talk about dating advice that may no longer be relevant from 5, 10, certainly 20 years ago. But why don't we start? Can you tell us some figures perhaps on the number of people meeting uh, online these days? Yeah. I mean, there is a, the last Pew Research study that came out in 2013 was actually showing that things have really kind of skyrocketed. So probably when you guys were out there dating, you know, you're more used to Match.com and eHarmony, where it was almost a very formal online dating experience, almost like taking video dating, but putting it online and people would email back and forth. And since then, um, a lot of the stigma to online dating has gone away. Like people definitely used to think it was like, oh, they'd hide it. They met someone online. Um, and now because there's so many apps out there and people are so much more open about meeting online and doing other things online, like shopping and they're more social in these online experiences, it's really blown up since then. Um, the site I work at now has over 40 million members worldwide and we've grown steadily since 2006. And it's kind of crazy the way things have skyrocketed for everyone. I mean, even just today, um, Tinder came out. They're like the number one grossing app in the world right now. So it can really show you how much dating has changed recently. And um, online dating in particular and dating apps is just a new place where people are really going to meet each other more often now. Wow. I'm blown away by those those numbers. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Obviously, a certain segment of our listeners, I'm sure, have either met their current partner through online dating or they're, they are looking for someone out there. I would imagine probably a significant percentage of you. And, and yeah, it is interesting because I just I never was on any sort of online dating site because last time I was single almost a decade ago, it, it was probably just Match.com and and uh, it was hard for me to get him to text when we first started dating. So, <laughs> man, you're like dating us. I feel I feel old. <laughs> and it's so different now because now people text. It's like one of the outdated tips I was going to talk about is people really don't call each other anymore. And that really used to be a rule that like to ask someone out on a date, you needed to call them or it was it was kind of seen as rude and the guy wasn't interested in it. And now texting is just like the number one pe- way people communicate at first. It's, it's yeah. just kind of funny the way communication has changed so much of the dating interactions. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because... Uh, certainly more, it would probably be weird maybe in some instances if, if you call the person be like, just text me. But from <laughs> what we've learned personally, certainly in our own relationship and then, uh, just through communication and, and I'm sure our listeners can relate that a lot can be lost in text as far as 
I mean, even through the phone, there's no nonverbal communication there. You can't see your partner, but then through text, you lose even that emotional element of what the words uh, are actually, you know, what you're trying to convey. So it can be yeah. good, you know, and, and efficient and easy, but I probably want to just, uh, especially if you really like this person, beware that I know Sarah and I have gotten into like little mini fights over text <laughs> because it, it's like, oh, that's not what I was trying to say. And even though the words are pretty clear, there's no emotion in them. Yeah. And I think when people are nervous and excited, sometimes they write something down and press send without reading it first. And I'm, I've been guilty of the same thing. Um, and then you read it back and you think, hmm, that could be misinterpreted or that joke sounded a lot funnier in my head than it did when I sent it. Those the little nuances don't always get caught when you're writing things out. Absolutely. <laughs> Emojis can only go so far. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. A fun way to flirt, but you can only only take it so far. <laughs> Absolutely. So in addition to the communication aspect of online dating that has changed, what else has been a big game changer? Um, I think a big thing with online dating is the timing of how you, the beginning of the relationship kind of ramps up has changed a lot. Maybe it's because people are so much more accessible. Um, but a big thing, like you guys probably remember the old like wait two days to call rule or wait two days to ask someone out. I mean, when you meet someone on a dating app, if they send you a message and you wait two days to get back to them, that's pretty rude. And chances are they're they will have moved on by then because they may be talking to many different people or it may just be that somebody else has caught their attention because you were waiting and trying to play hard to get. It just doesn't work in the same way that it used to. Um, that's also one that we have numbers around because we looked into it to see like when's the best time to respond to someone should you wait. And we actually saw that um, if you send someone a message and then you reply back in that same day, you're 62% more likely to get a reply back. Um, whereas if you wait two days, it goes down to 45%. And after that, it drops even lower. <laughs> that's that's fascinating. And, and something that I hadn't really thought of right off the bat is that you have 40 million users. The, the information that you guys have on, on this, I mean, just that right there is like, cold, hard facts. You know, it's not your opinion. This is what is actually happening. Are there any other sort of statistics like that, that, that pop out that you guys have uh, looked at and noticed? Yeah. Um, recent, so we have a lot, we look into this a lot because as you can see, when you have like everything at your fingertips, you're like, Ooh, what can I find out? That's kind of part of the fun of my job. So recently we were trying to um, find out like how people can send better messages to each other. Cause I think, one thing maybe you guys have talked about before, but sending like a first message on an online dating site, it's super hard. It's like going up to someone at a bar and trying to break the ice. You know, it's always kind of awkward and you're wondering what to say. And um, I had made a lot of assumptions about what I thought would be a good way to start a conversation. Um, and one of the, I think the most interesting ones was actually saying hi or hello in a message does not do well. <laughs> You actually get fewer responses if you just say something like, hi, how are you? Which seems very natural. Um, and we looked into that and it's because so many people say hello that way that you really are like your message is almost getting lost in the crowd. There's nothing to make it stand out. And it's hard to know how to reply to the same thing every time. Um, so what, what we did find that works are things like talking about the weather, which seems boring, but it's like a very easy way to start a conversation always does well. Or um, talking about someone's kids. If you have kids and you're dating as a single parent, like talking about your kids right off the bat is like a good way to start a conversation. I think where in the past people might have thought, oh, I should wait to talk about it. And there's a lot of little topics like that that can jumpstart a conversation that you that you would think would be odd. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because I don't remember what podcast we were listening to. The show. Was it? Master of None. Was it Master of None? Well, they there was a couple different scenarios, but I've heard that someone, their, their go-to line was to say, hey, I'm stopping by Whole Foods. What can I pick you up? And like they had success. 
that was the that was the intro line. Aziz Ansari, the Netflix show Master of mm-hmm. None. It's, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a really good take on like modern dating. You know, s- young single dating, and, and he's a funny comedian. But yeah, that was his go-to line for his first line on this dating app that he was using. Yeah, and he actually wrote a book, Modern Romance. Have you yep. guys read that one? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> super interesting stuff. And he's hilarious, so it kind of makes it more approachable. Yeah, a lot of kind of funnier messages like that do well. We were actually just interviewing um, one of our customers in here to kind of get her feedback on the product the other day. And she said that she likes to ask guys what color of nail polish she should be, she should wear. And she says she gets a ton of guys responding to her because of that, because it's like so different and weird. I always thought that's kind of funny, the, the way yeah. people get really creative. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it would be a good filter, too, because if you use something quirky because maybe you're a quirky person or you're a funny person and people aren't responding to that, well, then that's probably not a person that's going to get your sense of humor. You know, like some people might yeah. think, well that's kind of a weird thing to say. What nail polish should I wear? And then they're not going to respond. And the, the idea is you don't want to just cast a giant net and, and just take whoever, right. You want to, you want to attract someone that, that you're, you are going to enjoy being with. And, and so, uh, I think I would, I mean, I'm not here doling out advice. Uh, you're, you're more the expert here, but I would imagine you want to stay true to yourself and, and reflect that in something as simple as that first message. Don't, if you if you're not like a particularly uh witty or funny person all the time don't think that you need to make your first message uh you know something Aziz Ansari would come up with yeah no that's exactly right i think that's something sometimes you can get lost in the data and just look straight at the data and, and for example um we found that people with the word, word like casual in their dating profile get fewer messages or people with the word music in their dating profile get fewer messages. And we were trying to figure out why, like everyone likes music. And it's just because they're weeding out people who aren't as passionate. And so you think because you're getting fewer messages, that's a bad thing, but it's actually good because the conversations you have are longer because you're connecting with people you're more likely to be interested in, just like you said, like the data kind of backs it up. So you may think that, oh, at first I'm not getting as much attention, but I think one of the the things that has come out through online dating is you don't want to be everything to everyone because otherwise you're just not going to be anything to anyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm just picturing in my mind these 40 million and, and we use, you know, uh, for our website, basic analytics, and you can tell a lot about your visitors, but with the information that you guys have, it's just such an insight. Like, like you said, these things, particular keywords that attract more messages and, and just looking to the future, this is where we're going, obviously, is that the, the way it, it, throughout time, I mean, 200 years ago to a hundred years ago, the way you dated and met people was probably very different and and, but now it seems to be accelerating and we we know so much about a person before we even meet them in in face to face it it can be this great way to to meet a more perfect match but it it can also have its pitfalls i imagine are there any things that uh that come up that users struggle with or or that uh that maybe someone online dating can try to avoid Yeah, that's great. One thing that when I was kind of near, so I've been here for four years now. And when I first started, you know, you make certain assumptions about what you want as a dater. Um, And I think this applies online and offline, but it's interesting when you actually have data to support it when you're looking at online daters. So when you go out to a bar, when you're on an online dating site, you may think, for example, I really like books and reading. I was an English major and I think I'm looking for a bookish guy sometimes. But oftentimes the people I I have the best conversations with or I'm the most attracted to are very different from me. And it's not always about finding someone who you have things in common with. It's finding someone who compliments you. So a lot of times, um, you know, people will even use filters while they're online dating to like filter out by religion or, 
like somebody's body type or something like that. And they're kind of limiting themselves because the data actually shows that when people remove their filters and don't use them, they actually tend to like connect with more people and have more conversations that are longer lasting. So they're actually connecting with more people by being like a little more open-minded about it. And if you think about it, that could totally apply to people who are like meeting someone at a bar or church or through friends. Like you have these assumptions about what you want um, and this idea in your head of like who the right person is for you. And part of dating is just meeting new people and discovering things kind of about yourself and other people that you didn't expect you'd be really into or would make you really happy. So that's been a really interesting thing. I would say when you're online dating, try to approach it not as finding your match. You know, we you, I think we use the word perfect match like too much almost. It's really more about like discovery and exploration and, and like where it's a learning process almost. <laughs> I don't know. I would be interested to see what you guys have to say because I feel like some people really approach dating like looking for the one and that puts so much pressure on things. It's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I think Chase and I can really relate to that because when we first met, we were both active people, but Chase was really into water sports. And I'm speaking for him, but at that time, he thought he wanted a girlfriend that did exactly what he did. And it turns yeah. out that we ended up complimenting each other, like you said, because we did have different interests. And so we combined those and we just kind of expanded what we were into. So, yeah, I definitely agree that removing those filters. You would think that it isn't what you want, but it seems that that would really be the best result. You would get more options and be able to connect with more people that you may not uh, be able to. Yeah. And find new experiences like water sports that (laughs) you never knew you loved a lot or a new band or a new favorite book. I think there's a lot to be said for just coming into things and really being open-minded about other people. I mean, and I, I mean, a lot of people have said this before. It's not like I'm discovering some brand new thing about dating, but it's interesting when you can actually see it supported and in a very real way. <laughs> yeah. And just to touch on what Sarah said, I would really encourage people to remove those filters and, and you don't even have to just try it, you know, and then you can always put it back. But it's very true to to me personally that I totally was like had the idea of the type of girl that I wanted to be with and Sarah met that idea in some ways but in a lot of ways she didn't had I and sometimes we think we know what we we want and and it's just not the reality and I always say now looking back in hindsight I'm so thankful, obviously, that we met and, and you know, I wasn't on Zeus with my filter and, and I, wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have met Sarah, but, you know, must must be into surfing. Uh, but but um, but I always say now on I've said this on the podcast is it'd be quite boring. It'd be like dating yourself. If you if you meet someone, it, sure, there's things that are nice when when you can share passions and hobbies and. And Sarah's definitely supportive of those things and, and vice versa um, with, with me su- be supporting her. But it'd be pretty boring if, if we were just totally into all the same thing. It'd be like dating yourself. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Uh, so it, it's counterintuitive. But yeah, remove those filters. It's funny. We actually made a joke dating app for April Fool's here one year. And it was about surviving the apocalypse together. and the way we matched people up were by people who had complementary skills because in theory you would be able to survive more if you had different skills to survive together with Um, you don't want someone who can do the exact same things as you so our funny little joke we were hoping to be like a good metaphor for for real relationships absolutely I think I signed (laughs) up for that I thought it was real. (laughs) No, but it, it, it is so true. And just thinking, just to talk about like personally, it's like, all right, if Sarah was into, I'm into surfing and and being out on the water. Well, yeah, it'd be nice. We'd be able to share it. And we do sometimes, but it is such a passion of mine that 
and I have friends that have wives and girlfriends that do participate and they're like, yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's like, I'm worried about <laughs> them when we're on the water or we're sharing gear. Or then the, the kicker was I had one buddy who had a kid and he's like, we're always fighting over who gets to go out because one of us has to watch the kid <laughs> when, when you know, we both want to go out. So you can Again, I don't want to say that it's it's completely bad. Obviously, it can be nice to share your passion, but there is a flip side to it where it's easy to paint a rosy picture of what you think you want, but but uh, there can definitely be a flip side to it. So yeah, that's a great tip is removing those filters. Are there any other major things that stand out uh, that you can give uh, some advice to our listeners? Um, in terms of like how you approach really meeting someone, I think a good thing, um, especially for women out there, because I know personally for me, this is hard. You kind of get what you put into it when it comes to online dating. Um, so I know it's hard to like message the man first when you're online and send the first message or initiate contact or even press the little like button. Sometimes you just want people to like you and then you respond to them. But you actually get, we've seen that people that initiate more do have more conversations, both on the male and female side, because you're kind of taking control of the situation. And it's especially true for women. Basically, the more conversations they start, the longer their conversations tend to be and the more replies they get compared to men. Um, I think for men out there, it's actually really hard online dating because they have to put in a lot more of the work. So if you're a woman and you're online dating and you kind of start things off more, it's a lot easier for you to kind of, quote unquote, be successful and like actually start meeting and interacting with people. And I think that's something people forget. Like you can't just sit back and, and wait for everyone to come to you. Once again, I think that's kind of true in life, too. If you went to a bar and stared down at your drink all night, or if you go to a party and you only talk to your friends and don't try to meet new people, something I've been very guilty of before, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to meet new people that way. Um, and that's true on online dating as well. Like If you just wait for people to come to you or only message people who message you first, um, you're still going to get a lot of interactions and you're still going to meet people and have conversations. But we've seen that people that initiate first and kind of really go after it tend to be more successful. I'm curious, do you have any data that shows who initiates conversations more? Ooh, you know, I don't know if I have it at my fingertips right now. I mean, I know men do, but yeah. I don't know the exact number. Um, I figured, I just wondered if it was, you know, kind of more like real world where people, where men generally do initiate it more, or if women were more encouraged to initiate it more because of just being behind the the screen, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, I think there's a bit of both going on. I think it's just like the same social norms that work in the real world. You see them in online dating. I mean, it was kind of one of the first things I noticed when I started here. Just, I think it, I, I don't know the percentage of men who message first to women. Sorry, I wish I had that. I don't have it memorized yet. Oh, it's um, okay. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> there was also an interesting, okay, Cupid did an interesting um, study on this where they looked into women who were messaging men first and they found that they tended to message men who were more attractive um, and therefore have conversations with more attractive men. And the way they like scored attractiveness was based on kind of how many people like them, but also like how much of their profile they had filled out and how many interactions they had. So by going out there and going after what you want, the theory was that you get more quality people as well. <laughs> it makes sense. You know, it's like the more you put yourself out there, the the more opportunities you're going to have. And Again, I, I'm just looking at this like in the future, how much has changed just since Sarah and I have met and and then going into the future, it's going to get really interesting with, with uh, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, and, and then like big data, which is what you guys already have that you're really going to be able to whittle down uh, based on all this data and what you're looking for, everything in between. But I kind of just thinking out loud here, it it can be definitely a, a great thing, but there's also something to be said about not overthinking it, right? Like 
if I was, yeah. if I had like my own little spreadsheet 10 years ago and I'm like, all right, this is what I'm looking for. Like I said, I didn't really know <laughs> it's not what I wanted. And it was just a very random thing that Sarah and I actually met in a bar, not the most romantic thing, but, but it was, it, that's where we met. And, and even it wasn't in the beginning of the race relationship, we weren't like, we're going to get married. Like, both Sarah was coming out of a relationship. I was just graduating college. It wasn't like diving in, but like our love grew. But anyways, it's just, I guess there's a lot of ways that relationships can start and more and more online and, and through apps like Zeus and, and the website. It's just more opportunities and it's a great thing, but not to, I guess, overthink it or, or put unnecessary pressure on yourself or feel like you have to message everyone to find that right person because sometimes it can be, it can still be at the bar, you know, or, or yeah. randomly. You might go with a date on a person uh, that you met on Zeus and then meet their friend or something. And that's the, per you know, like, I'm sure that's happened. So there can be a range of things. Uh, that uh, I guess can be serendipitous and and not to be too locked in on, okay, my profile's got to be perfect and I got to send this message and, and getting in your own head. Yeah, I mean, I think one drawback of online dating is it's easy to start thinking about it as like work almost because you're sitting down at your computer on your phone and you can get analytical about it. And that's when it starts to almost feel like a game that you're trying to win um, which I think isn't like the best way to approach it because I mean, a lot of relationships don't work out or a lot of times you contact people and you start talking to them and it fizzles out. I mean, that's really natural things to happen. And if you start viewing those all as failures, um, instead of just, you know, you out there getting to know people and putting yourself out there, it can start, you know, really getting you down. I think any single person has had that moment, though, where you're like going out there and going on first dates and never getting to a second date or, you know, talking to people on an app and never getting to a first date where you feel like a little stuck and it's easy to kind of feel like you're failing at something. And I think uh, in online dating, it can especially feel like that, especially if you're like paying for a site or you're like really investing in the experience and you're just not getting it back yet. But I think that's also like a really natural thing. I mean, part of dating is, you know, you do get your heart broken and you do break hearts and none of it's intentional. Well, I guess I suppose some people are intentional. <laughs> that's a bit optimistic of me. But, you know, it's, it's a natural part of like living and growing. So if you get too caught up in that and like focusing on the failures and like seeing it as a job, I think it can have like a, a negative impact. There's just so many ways to meet people. Um, and online dating is definitely one and it's very convenient. But if you approach everything as, as an open experience, I think it's a lot more helpful. I've also noticed, and maybe you guys have heard about this, I have a lot of friends that they call online dating practice dating, especially some of my older friends that are getting back into dating after a long break or maybe coming back after like a long relationship ended and they'll go back and online date just to like get in the groove again. Oh, wow. No, I haven't heard that. That's cool. Yeah, I think because it almost seems like more casual, you know, when you ask someone out that you've known for a long time and have a crush on, it's it's a bit more, you know, more that stake at first. So it can be like a fun way to ease back into things. Oh, yeah. Take the pressure off of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's a great way to look at it that you look at, take the pressure off and look at every date or every message as a learning opportunity and, and looking at the positive. And that's where it is a, a huge advantage online that you're exposed to so many people. Um, and it's a lot, everyone's there for the same reason, you know, to meet people. Now, the, the scale varies. Some people may be looking for a wife, some be looking something uh, casual. But I know when I was I wasn't dating a whole lot, but when I had my mindset on, all right, you know, I want to settle down a little bit, it was hard to meet girls in, uh, 10 years ago. And, and so the bar and friends of friends, but uh, I didn't really expect to, to meet, uh, you know, my future wife at a bar. It was, like I said, that was, that was kind of serendipitous, but with the online dating, you're able to be exposed and open yourself up to a lot more experiences and just looking at the positive of each one. Yeah, I think that's a great way to approach a lot of things too. 
like I said, it's just so easy to get lost in like the little things and worrying about how to set up your profile and what picture makes you look perfect. Or, I mean, I think sometimes people judge other people too much too, instead of like really giving someone a chance. I mean, that is kind of another point where you're just saying like yes and no to people without really looking or reading their profile or getting to know them. You could be missing out on some really interesting people because you're just sifting through so many things, you know? So you've given us and our listeners a lot of great information here. Is there anything else that really stands out that can help them date successfully online? I think a big thing is if if you're new and you're just getting started to remember is, is like really taking the time to set up your profile. A lot of people like rush through that because you just get excited and really want to meet people. Um, But that is really your first impression. So it is important to like put a little thought into it and think about how you want to represent yourself. And I think it almost, um, I know for me, when I see someone who just hasn't filled out a profile, it almost seems like, well, they don't care as much. They're not as serious about things. And then you have very little to go off of when you're trying to come up with something to break the ice or say hi to them. So I think just when you're getting started, really do take a little bit of time to set up your profile and and get things right. And then you'll see that you're way more successful when you do start talking to people because they can look at it and get get a better sense of who you are. Because it is hard to get to know people in that kind of environment. So every little bit helps. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the first impression. So take the time. Don't don't write enjoys long walks on the beach <laughs> because you don't want to think about what what uh, you really want to put on their profile. Well, this is all really great information. And now we got to go forward to the lasting love round and we'll ask you a series of questions and we can revolve these all around online dating if you like, or we can sort of uh, make it more broad. We can make it more broad whenever it's up to you guys. Perfect. I'm open to it. So pretty much every expert, doctor, therapist, psychologist we have on the show unanimously recommends therapy as a way to work on yourself or work on your relationship. And Sarah and I have experienced firsthand how valuable this can be. And that's why we are really excited to be working with a sponsor who's been with us for a few months now, our our first and and longest running sponsor, Talkspace. Talkspace is an online therapy company that makes it easy to connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, or even do live chat. Yeah. And it's like you're there in the room with them, making it super easy to communicate and talk through and work out whatever it is you're seeking therapy for. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through rigorous training process, in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash I do. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use the coupon code I do and get $30 off your first month and to show support for this podcast. That's I do and talkspace.com forward slash I do. Talkspace therapy for how we live today. Based on, I know you're the, you're the editor in chief, so you have a lot of experience dealing with dating articles and relationship articles. So is there one common theme or one tool that you would recommend for our listeners to implement on a daily basis to improve their relationship? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately and that has come up is that um, no matter what part of your relationship you're at, like if you're in the middle or you've been with somebody for 20 years sometimes it's really easy to forget to really get into a real conversation with everyone. Like try to do that at least every day where the person you're with, you know, it's easy to get caught up in like the things that you talk about or making plans or little chit chat, like how was your day or what we're going to eat for dinner, but you're not actually sitting down and having a conversation with someone. Um, I think it really helps you be more present in the moment and just enjoy your time together. But it's such an easy, silly thing to forget to do, but really just, 
starting a simple conversation and having that time to like talk to someone, even if it's about something silly or stupid, I think can really, can really help two people get closer. That's great. Especially you add kids into the equation and the time slips away and you really got to make that time to connect on something other than uh, diaper discussion. Yeah, exactly. My brother and his wife just had a six week old and I visited them the last weekend and they're like, here, take the kid for a little bit. We're going to go in the backyard and hang out and nice. <laughs> we've been meaning to catch up. Yeah, so. yeah. Kind of funny. It's the, it's the little things when you have a six week old, right? Just go into the backyard to just talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a book or resource you could recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? You mean other than the date mix um, site that I run? No. You know, I think there's so much out there. I have to admit, I don't really believe in following like one philosophy or one approach to dating or relationships. It's kind of why I call it date mix, date mix, because I like to get a lot of different points of view. Um, so there's no one book or website I'd recommend, um, even my own. <laughs> I think it's, it's good to go out there and get a lot of points of view on things. Sometimes I think the best advice about love or relationships comes from like authors like Tolstoy or Anais Nin or like even Dickens than it, than it is from a self-help book or a relationship expert. Um, I think it's good to just like dive in and, and think about things a little bit more holistically. <laughs> So I suppose that isn't the most helpful advice. But. Yeah, no, that, that's great. I, we love it. It's different. It, are, are there any particular Tolstoy or Dickens novels <laughs> that stick out? Tale of Two Cities? You know, I, I, Dickens always comes to mind for me. Um, David Copperfield is a really... I'm going to turn into a literature dork a little bit, so I apologize. But David Copperfield is an interesting book because that character has three relationships in that book. And one is very much like a puppy love type relationship. And the second one is that very passionate, like almost like a teenage twilight kind of intense love. And then the last one um, is a more comfortable like almost friendship type relationship. And when I read that book as a teenager, I was so depressed that, you know, David Copperfield ended up with Agnes, the last like comfortable friendship girl. And that, um, I think Dora was the name of the like more passionate love. And then as an adult, when I read that, I'm like, yeah, actually Agnes is a way better person <laughs> for, <laughs> for him to be with. That's a more realistic, long lasting relationship. But it's kind of funny when you read things like that, it makes you think about your own approaches, you know, how you react to something can like tell you a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> Not always good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is definitely the first time we've had that book recommended. So that's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be on our list to read now. I haven't read that. Have you? No, no. <laughs> It's a bit dense. There's a lot more going on than just those relationships, but it's it's funny to look into stuff like that. And I'm a big Virginia Woolf fan too. I'm not gonna. Not everyone likes to read Virginia Woolf like me, but I think everything she says is genius. So. <laughs> well, great. Well, the the Date Mix website, your website, as well as um, David Copperfield, those links will be on <laughs> your show notes page at idopodcast.com. We've been married for almost three years now. Is there any advice you'd give newlyweds? Oh, congrats. Thank you. I don't know. I think my, one of my biggest pieces of advice for all couples, especially if you've like just had a big milestone, like getting married or even having a kid or, you know, my parents have gone through being retired together and having their kids get married and have kids, even at their age, it's good to remember um, you always have to keep trying for each other and, and trying for your relationship. Um, it's easy when you get to a good place to kind of not necessarily settle, but it's almost like the relationship becomes stagnant for a while because you're focusing on other things like keeping a small child alive or, you know, moving homes or doing, you know, it's easy to get caught up in life and careers and, and other things that are going on. Um, so it's good not to forget that you still have to put time and work into, into your relationship. Um, as you grow and evolve as individuals, your relationship should be growing and evolving as well. You don't want that to kind of stay behind as these other things move forward. Um, and it's not always easy when you're, you're caught up in big life changes, or maybe you really are focusing on your career and, and that's a priority for you. You know, it's, sometimes these things happen and you think it would be easy, but it, it's, it's easy to get just lost in, in life sometime and forget that like, oh, this is something I have to think about and work on. It doesn't just happen. <laughs> 
Besides signing up for a Zuska account, what advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Oh, I think um, something that's easier said than done that I'm really guilty of is when you're with people, even if you're on a dating site or meeting someone in person, it's easy to try and say what you think you should say or what you think the other person wants to hear because you're trying to get this person to like you. Instead of just saying what you want to say or how you really feel about something, I always give the example, like, if you want to text someone and say hi and ask about their day, you should do it. If you're wondering why someone hasn't answered their call, your call, sometimes it's good to just ask them. Because um, in the end, the more, the more honest about, like, what you want and who you are, I think it's just going to lead to, like, the relationship you actually want. And in terms of ones that don't work for you, you're just going to learn that they don't work for you and move on more quickly. That's great advice. Yeah. If you're, if you're thinking and saying what you think they want, then you're not being your authentic self and you want that person to fall in love with the real you, not the fake you. So, so that, that's really great advice. And we've appreciated all of the great stuff you've given us and our listeners today. I know it's been We've had a few podcasts like this, but we need to have more because it's it's very relevant to all of our single listeners out there dating because it, it's hard to say exactly, but I'm sure a very large percentage of you guys out there listening are dating online. So we hope and think that this would all really valuable stuff. So why don't we finish by having you tell us where we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, you can um, find me, my information at www.zeus.com slash date mix. It's date, D-A-T-E hyphen M-I-X, date mix. You can also just Google Zeus date mix and find us. Um, we have all kinds of data studies out there all the time and um, advice from experts like yourselves and about relationships and dating and everything going on. We had a dating slang terms article that came out the other day, so we kind of cover a little bit of everything. So. So happy to have you on. Oh, great. Yeah, we we loved it. And, and Chase and I are both kind of data junkies when it comes to that stuff. So I'm sure we'll definitely be on your website checking out all those stats to learn more. So again, thank you oh, so great. much for, for coming on. And uh, it was great. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Thanks for connecting. Hey, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's interview with Megan Murray. We hope you are better equipped to tackle online dating. We have put together a freebie for today's episode, and it's going to be the top five tips that will help improve your online dating. So if you want to check that out, you can head over to our website at idopodcast.com forward slash 112 download. That's today's episode number 112 download to get your hands on that awesome freebie. And if you guys have not joined our Love Tribe group on Facebook, then uh, do so, please. We would love to have you guys join our community. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Love Tribe Fam, F-A-M, like for family. And uh, all, as always, all these links will be on the show notes page and on the podcast description. And then lastly, if you have not signed up or done our 14-day happy couple challenge, we really encourage it. We've had some awesome feedback from you guys and uh, that it's really helped your relationship. So we encourage uh, that each of you try it as well. We hope you guys have an awesome day and thanks so much for listening and see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com